the first letter to the Christians at Corinth, chapter 8. Now to deal with the matter of food which has been sacrificed to idols. It is easy to think that we know over problems like this, but we should remember that while this knowing may make a man look big, it is only love that can make him grow to his full stature. For if a man thinks he knows, he may still be quite ignorant of what he ought to know. But if he loves God, he is the man who is known to God. In this matter then, of eating food which has been offered to idols, we are sure that no idol has any real existence, and that there is no God but one. For though there are so-called gods both in heaven and earth, gods and lords galore in fact, for us there is only one God, the Father, from whom everything comes, and for whom we live. And there is one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom everything exists, and through whom we ourselves are alive. But this knowledge of ours is not shared by all men. For some, who until now have been used to idols, eat the food as food really sacrificed to a god, and their delicate conscience is thereby injured. Now our acceptance by God is not a matter of food. If we eat it, that does not make us better men. Nor are we the worse if we do not eat it. You must be careful that your freedom to eat food does not in any way hinder anyone whose faith is not as robust as yours. For suppose if you, with your knowledge of God, should be observed eating food in an idol's temple, are you not encouraging the man with a delicate conscience to do the same? Surely you would not want your superior knowledge to bring spiritual disaster to a weaker brother for whom Christ died? And when you sin like this and damage the weak consciences of your brethren, you really sin against Christ. This makes me determined that if there is any possibility of food injuring my brother, I will never eat food as long as I live, for I fear I might do him harm.